Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of My Athletic Compendium. Uh, this week we are going to talk about supercompensation theory. Something you might have heard of, something you may not have heard of. It's definitely something I haven't heard or hadn't heard of until last week. Um, you made a very good point. We discussed it last week, so we thought let's make an episode on it. Max, what is it? Say, so from the time you train, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have a dip in performance because you're going to be fatigued. Mm-hmm. You're going to have DOMS. You're going to, yeah. you know, your central nervous system needs time to recover and whatever. So you're going to have that dip in performance. So you're going to go below your baseline in performance. Mm-hmm. You're then going to hit that the peak in that dip, right? And then you're going to start to recover. So this could be after 12 hours, 24 hours, mm-hmm. maybe even, excuse me, 48 hours. You're going to have this slow incline and you're going to surpass your baseline. Yeah. So that's your performance from before that training session. And you're going to pass that and then you're going to go into this super compensation area, right. which is where you've got an increase in performance. Yeah. So you're going to be, after that session, you're going to be a little bit stronger, you're going to be a little bit quicker, you're going to be a little bit more powerful and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you've got this time for a time window where you can train again because you want to be training at a frequency where you're in this super compensation area. So you've got where your performance in, is better. Where your performance is better than what it, what it was before. Um, and you've got to train in this window before that d- curve starts to curve back down below okay. the baseline. Because if, if, if you wait too long between training sessions, that you'll miss that window where you're in that super compensation. And you're just back to and, baseline. And then you'll be back to baseline or maybe even below that. Right. Because you've left it so long between training sessions. Okay. So it's so the, the graph is like a, a time, time, time along, along the... Yeah. X-axis? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Time along the X-axis. Performance. Performance is is on your Mm Y-axis. And you're getting a trough, a dip in performance, obviously with over over time as you've trained. So you're getting that dip, that trough, and then with some recovery, Mm -hmm. and the recovery time after your training session, you're getting that recovery back to baseline. Mm -hmm. And then because of that training session, you're going into positive performance. Yeah. And then it, it's almost like a, a sideways S, yeah. waves essentially, where you're going up and you're in positive performance. And that's where you want to train again at that peak. Yeah. That's right, is it? Yeah, just anywhere. Obviously, in an ideal world, you want to get to that peak uh-huh. um, of supercompensation. But anywhere in the positive, mm-hmm. you're going to be making gains yeah. in terms of performance gains or strength gains. Because I suppose that that peak, and sorry, that, that dip and then peak again mm. is now at a higher level. Yeah, it's almost like stacking them on top of each other. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like starting your baseline part. actually, where the the super super compensation part is. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. So each time you're dipping and going higher. Yeah. At a higher level. Yeah. Um, and then an extension of that. So that's like the simple mm-hmm. over over one training session essentially, or two training sessions. Um, but you can do this over a period of a week or so, um, where you have the. It, when I say the you know the gym session that you have or whatever, that's just a stress. So mm-hmm. when I, when I say a stress, I mean that can be um, the gym, that could be um, a rugby session, that could be a fitness session, that could be anything. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a stressor. Um, but over a longer period of time, you can have several stress points. So that can be you know having multiple sessions in a day. So that could be a rugby session or. Uh, a gym session and whatever mm-hmm. um, you can have multiple stresses um, and you can also have that spread out over several days so you can have 
you know, from your baseline, you have a stress, so you have a training session on the Monday, yep. you have that dip in performance, yep. and then you tra- train and stress again, so you go even further down, and go even further down, and you can have about three stresses or four stresses. Are we talking in one day? In, no, in the, over, over in the week. Right. Um, but to a point where you're not recovering enough from one session to the next. Right. Um, so you get in this decline, 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 you go further into the hole, but then after better sufficient recovery, you know, you can have a rest week or like over a, a long week. week. Yeah, but not, it doesn't even necessarily have to be that long. It depends from person to person on how well you recover. Um, but, you know, even, a, even after two days of, you know, a weekend of just recovering and relaxing and doing that active recovery, you know, you can have that, you can get that benefit of the super compensation. So right. you down, 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 down. So your down, weekly training then, block where you're saying, I'm training in the gym yeah. for hypertrophy, four days a week, mm-hmm. just that rest on a two-day weekend mm. could give you that sufficient... Yeah, yeah, you can get... Because you can go recovery. deeper into that negative, mm-hmm. but it's then, you know, if you get, if you recover sufficiently, you can get the benefit on the up, you yeah. know, into the positive. Um, there's... I, I stole this and a really good book. If, you, if you're into your, you know, into your strength and conditioning and you, you're a bit nerdy and you like to learn all this stuff... Uh, there's a book called Triphasic. I can't remember the author's name, but yeah. Triphasic is a really good book. It teaches you more or less everything in terms of programming. Um, and it, there's the, these graphs are in this book and it explains supercompensation and it explains all the different sort of types of supercompensation that you can have, uh, whether it's just from one session, you know, you recover and then you're back in that positive and then you train again. Mm-hmm. Or when you, you know, have multiple stresses, you go further and further into the negative have a rest, you know, weekend of active recovery and whatever, and then you... you so multiple stresses could be across the span of a week, so yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, that, again, it's, 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 it's really, really obvious on this graph, but, uh, you know, you can have two stresses on one day, so on that time along there, you can have two stresses here, which cause you to go down, yeah. and you can have one stressor here, go down even further, another stressor, and then you can come back up. So, for example... Right. In terms, the first example I took to explain is that first supercompensation where you have a stress, you go into the negative, and then you go into the positive. That could be, say, you train three times a week with a day rest in between. Mm-hmm. That would replicate that. Yeah, quite well. Quite well, because you you've got that day of rest where you're allow, you allow it's allowing you slightly peaking up to come back up exactly. Whereas if you're doing four sessions a week, so you do Monday, Tuesday, rest on the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You'll have stress here, you'll go down, you'll have another stress the next day, you'll go further down because you've not had sufficient time to recover. Mm-hmm. And then on the Wednesday, you know, you've got a bit of recovery, so you'll come back up a little bit. And you've got your Thursday, your Friday, so go back, back even further, and you've got your two rest days rests, then you can come back up. And then hoping that by the time you're up after the weekend, you start that whole yeah. process again. Exactly. So where does the, the deload week or a rest week come into play? Um, so that's if you've had lots of uh stresses throughout the weeks uh throughout the week but on you know for multiple weeks mm-hmm. over, over several weeks um and if you're not quite getting that recovery benefit yeah uh, where you're you know you're getting that super compensation you're continuously progressing if you're not getting that then you need a deload week to have that effect mm-hmm. um and how but, do you know if you're not in that this is the complicated thing, and this is where things like RPEs, which is mm-hmm. basically a, a rate of perceived exertion or fatigue, so 
you can do an RPU, it's just a scale from one to 10, 10 being my body is broken, I yeah. can't do another training session, and one being I'm that good was, to go, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm raring to go kind of thing. RPU is also used for like reps as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you can use them so for I know, I know stuff, yeah. for example, 10 is, that's my 100% one rep max, mm. nine is, I've got one more, I, I've squatted really, really heavy, that was really, really hard, you mm. know, I'm, not, I'm just saying squat because it's a, an easy exercise to, to say, but I've got one more in the tank and yeah. I've left one more in the tank. 9.5 was like, I maybe have one more in the tank. Mm. You don't know until you would try, try that. And, fa you fail and fail. <laughs> and fail. And it goes the same, the eight, seven, six. So eight would be, I've definitely got two more in the tank. 8.5 would be, mm. I've definitely got one in the tank. I've maybe got two. Yeah. And that's how you, you know, d different, I suppose, programmers tell you what. It sort of replicates percentages, yeah, doesn't it? But, yeah. It's, and what, what you should be training throughout your programme. Yeah. As long as you've got a, a good understanding of how you're feeling mm -hmm. and your coaches, like, a, you know, a professional sport club, there, there are different ways that you can do it. So RPEs is like obviously a perceived exertion, mm -hmm. which I, it can be quite inconsistent because a lot of the time, you know, if, if boys have had like, they've had a skills session, a gym session, then a rugby session all in one day. And after that, you know, after that a rugby session, you're trying to get them to fill out a form with RPs. A lot of the time they're going to be like, I just want to go home and just fucking whatever. So there's going to be some deviation with it. The best thing that I do like to do is link the RPs, but also do uh, other, other ways to test their uh, fatigue levels from week to week. Mm -hmm. So um, in pre-season, you know, when you should be in your pretty much peak of performance in terms of, you know, we've managed your training loads, you should be strong, you should be powerful. You'll do your baseline, you know, uh, baseline maximum, uh, like season best on a counter movement jump and an RSI, excuse me. So counter movement jump, you're on a force, like a, a, a jump mat, yeah, which essentially just times how long you're in the air for with a jump. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously the, you know, it'll convert that into inches and centimeters and so on. Mm -hmm. So you know what your, your maximum is for that. So then throughout the week, maybe once or twice a week, depending on where you want to understand how they'll fatigue, um, you can place, you know, a, a, a uh, what's it called? A fucking, yeah, you can, you can place that test at strategic points to see, okay, how, like, how are they fatiguing? If you find that their uh, performance in that counter movement jump is declining slowly, right? on by week four, say it's dropped by quite a significant amount, and you then think, week. okay, deload week is a good shout right now. Uh, so you see what I'm saying? And yeah. it's the same RSI. Um, so that's similar thing. So you, you basically, you're jumping as high as you can, but it's times by the amount of time that you spend with your feet on the floor. So you'll do multiple jumps all at once, and it times how long you're in the air for, but also your contact time on the floor. Right. This is more applicable for your central nervous system. So counter movement jump is quite like a, it's yes, it's requiring your central nervous system and your neural fatigue, but it's mm -hmm. also a little bit in your muscular fatigue. Yeah. Um, whereas RSI is very neural and do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, say yeah. So they're slightly different, but the same or a very similar test, but they test slightly different things. And that's how you can get a better clue of what's going on with the person. Yeah, because their CMJ might be pretty fucking good and, mm -hmm. and where it should be. But CMJ? Their RS... 
What's that? Counter movement jump. The first oh, right, one. Yeah, so yeah. where you just yeah, counter movement jump. Yeah. Sorry, is CMJ. So you just it's just a jump, hump jump as high as you can, mm-hmm. uh, and then you've got your RSI. So your CMJ might be somewhat where it should be. Yeah. And, and you're thinking, okay, yeah, we can probably go another week or two of, of this, and then but then that RSI will will drop loads because their neural. Say you're in a power and speed block, uh-huh. their neural sort of has taken more of a battery. Has taken more of a battery, so you need to be a little bit. So you'd use them that. them both hand in hand yeah. to get a better picture. Yeah. But how does someone who is not a semi pro, not having these coaches around them, know the, see, this, when they need a deload? This is again where it's you know not quite as easy. Um, you know, if you're just, um, you know, you have a gym facility and, you know, you, whether, you're, your whether you're a sports player or not, yeah, if you're doing your own thing and, and whatever, you kind of, you've got to be sensible. So even if you feel like, you know, you, you've trained at quite a good frequency, you know, you've trained four times a week, um, you're training well, you know, you, but you, you start to get that little bit of fatigue, then yeah, okay, there's your cue to, to have a deload week. If you've been training for five or six or seven or eight weeks mm. four days a week and you're doing okay you know you're doing all right you're hitting good numbers but you know at that point you think okay well okay i'm doing well which is great news mm. but you know i've been doing i've been going for six seven eight weeks and not had a deload week maybe if i did have a rest week that might spike my super compensation yeah um, because you know you might be just about you know progressing, but if you give yourself a deload week and give your chance of, or your body a chance to fully recover, you might go up even more and yeah. have massive strength gains and performance gains. So even if you are improving, you know if if it's been two weeks or three weeks or four weeks, then you know maybe yeah you can go a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But if you've been going six, seven, eight weeks, then you can you then should start thinking okay, even though I'm doing all right and I'm hitting good not numbers and I'm performing quite well yeah it might be sensible to have a bit of a deload week get some good food on make sure that I'm doing my recovery properly and yeah. then you might find that you'll explode even even better the following week right that makes sense, sense. Yeah, yeah yeah that's I think that's a really good tip because a lot of well people... I, I'm definitely relating that to myself obviously mm. you're you're training me now but prior to that mm. I was just doing, I wasn't, I was either doing some strength work or I was doing some hypertrophy work or integrating the two, mm. never really doing any strength and power work. And I, I felt like if I was out of the gym for a week, uh, it was a negative thing. Mm. And it was more, I'm going to, yeah, what's it, decline in my performance than I would actually mm. benefit my performance. And Unless I was going on holiday where I was literally forced to... Forced to well, even when I went on holiday, I'd then do sort of bodyweight workouts. And almost mm. because you're not lifting weight, I'd probably be going harder. Yeah. Because yeah, you're yeah. going to exhaustion then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, probably not... Probably a week off would have actually been beneficial. 100%. Especially if you're on a holiday. Mm. Like, you go on holiday to enjoy yourself and to recover and relax and whatever. And if you're trying to do... if you're even, even if you, because no one fucking likes to do body weight exercises. Mm. So in your head, you'll be thinking, oh, I kind of, I feel like I should train. Yeah. And then it's kind of like a stress on your mind. Yeah. And then, you know, you're forcing yourself to do this and it's not what not, you want to, you yeah. know, and it's not just like a, a uh-huh. physiological, like physical, oh, I've got to, you know, I've got to train, but it's also that stress in your head. You know, you're on holiday and you're thinking, oh, 
you're feeling guilty mm-hmm. because it's not a good idea. The one thing that, a complete separate thing is, um, that I want to get across and I think the reason why I want to get across is because it's probably one of the best, most uh, like applicable thing for most people out there is um, to have a plan because it's so frequent like yourself who mm. people who will just smash the gym so consistently over a long period of time and just because and they'll feel almost guilty if they have a deload week because mm-hmm. um, because you know they're they're not improving so how's you know having a rest week going to help that yeah because it's 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 you know um, but it's really important again to have that deload week so you can have that spike and that super mm-hmm. compensation um, on the flip side of it you know if you're training quite like hit and miss like you'll have a couple of really good days and then you'll mm-hmm. have like a few days off and then and, and then you'll go again and it's like not very consistent you got like that's that's where you're kind of and this is something that probably i fall that trap that i fall into even mm. though i'm my own worst enemy because i know this shit it's just a case of i don't do it for myself yeah i'll have a few really good days and then a few like pretty crap days where I won't do anything. I won't be recovering properly. I'll just literally be doing doing my life and then I'll go train again. Um, and that in itself is bad because if you've not got that routine and not got that structure and not, not got that plan in place, I'm then thinking, okay, well, when do I do a deload week? Because I've had a couple of days yeah. off here or a few days off here, but it's not been productive mm-hmm. days off. It's been days where I've, um, I've been fucking coaching on my feet all day and, and whatever and I've not done any active recovery yeah so I'm not recovering but I'm still having a day off yeah do you see what I'm saying yeah so and that that's the trap that I fall into which I'm trying to work on now long you know bit of, again a side tangent I've pulled my back out because I've been training quite poorly mm. not because I don't know what I'm doing obviously it's just a case of I've not been doing it like applying it to myself yeah um, and it, that's taught me a lesson I've learned the hard way that I need to actually look after my body a bit better and you know, this is one of the ways, you know, you've got to be consistent with your training mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, treat treat gym sessions like a dentist appointment. You don't miss dentist appointments. So you'll go to the gym at that time on that day, yeah. you'll hit this specific area. And then, you know, you'll do that for four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, whatever, and then have your deload week. Whether you whether you feel like you want it or not, you'll mm. have that deload week. Because well, my worst deload. things, you know, when, when I'm at work and I'm playing rugby, Everything is so routine. Like you said, you don't miss mm. those appointments. So four days a week, I go to the gym. I know exactly when I'm going to the gym. And know when I'm doing my recovery stuff. And then when it comes to like summer, we're in the off season. I'm on holiday here, there. Um, I'm, you know, I'm going away for weekends. That's when it starts to cock up your system. Mm. Because we're, st- like we're doing a hypertrophy. Well, you're training me with a hypertrophy block. And then all of a sudden I'm away Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And you're like, well, no, I need to. Yeah, yeah. There's no way I can possibly train. Mm. But now I need to get those four sessions now in three days. Mm. Obviously not going to happen. Yeah. But then you're starting to tip over into the next week. Yeah, and then you're yeah. like, well, do I do five sessions this week? Mm. Just to make sure I'm still on my track. That is the difficult part. And this is something which I admittedly I should have probably had a conversation with you about before. Um but it's a great bit of advice for yourself and anyone else because this is such, again, everyone mm. does that. Life gets in the way. People go away or people aren't able to train as they're structured. Yeah. Like, yeah, obviously, in an ideal world, I'd say, you know, have your routine and stick with it. Yeah. But life gets in the way. And in cases like that, um, 
you know, say you go away for four days and you're supposed to be training two of those four days, for example, excuse me, um, in that case, as long as you're proactive with that time away, although it's not ideal because you know you should be training two of those four days, treat it as, okay, I'm away, I'm going to be proactive, okay, I know that I'm not going to be able to get to the gym, mm -hmm. but I can do some active recovery, I can go for a walk, I can spend five, ten minutes stretching, yeah. I can spend a little bit of time maybe foam rolling if you've got that with you. Um, Making or, sure I'm ready to go for when the time is. Right. Yeah, and maybe on your training days, if you do have a spare half hour, 45 minutes, hour or whatever, which at some point you would imagine. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then in, on, on that day that you're supposed to be training, go for a run. Like, yeah. you know, just get, get your trainers on, go for a little, little jog or a swim or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you're still training, although it's not like the plan, you know, you're not hitting your yeah, yeah. session. At least you're doing something, something. and you're, you're still getting that muscular or neural fatigue mm -hmm. um, and you're still kind of heading in that kind of direction yeah it's better than just not doing anything you know and you just got to take like roll with the waves a little bit yeah like you, you know you're there to live life at the end of the day yeah, yeah yeah so everyone's the same you just got to be a little bit when, when i was 18 mm. uh, or even 16 to 18 i thought i'm gonna lose all my size if i had a week off mm. so even going on holiday in the summer. I was in a villa in Spain doing bodyweight pull-ups, press-ups, doing two workouts a day because I was like, the last thing I want to do is lose all my muscle from... Mm. And and now, obviously, I've, I've been training since I was 15. I'm now 26. I know I can have a week off. And I might probably put on a bit of bodyweight because generally when I stop training, I'm on holiday, probably mm. eating, maybe drinking a bit more. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. In terms of muscle you're not going to lose muscle no. in in a week no no and you can again you know say you have that whether it's a, a, a structured deload week or whether mm. it's you're just going on holiday and it just happens to be in the middle of your program or i suppose the best thing to do would be to program a a, a rest week or a deload week on, on on when you're going on holiday but but no that's exactly what i do for my clients um like and it's the same not just around holidays but it's also around competition like mm. you do structure things around competitions or, and around uh, one of my clients um has a 10 no is it 10k or half marathon i think it's 10k has a 10k race mm. on sunday so we've tapered off her week this week we're in the middle right like smack bang in the middle of the hypertrophy program yeah but we're tapering off this week and what i mean by taper off is like you know, start the week pretty intense, but then as the days go by, just drop the intensity, drop the intensity, drop the intensity, and then have a couple of days off, a regen day, and then a rest day, and then into a competition. So she's still like doing her program, but just mm -hmm. at a lesser intensity because we know that she's going to have a very fatigued day on Saturday, uh, on Sunday when her yeah. race is. And so you'll you'll work around that competition, and you might if you're an athletics athlete. So if you are a hundred meter sprinter obviously you'll tailor your program around that competition mm -hmm. uh, and you'll have your deload week, you know, before that competition yeah. um, and making sure that you fire in on, on competition day. And so again, if you're, whether you're just a, you know, a semi-professional athlete or if you're just a gym goer or whatever, you know, you can say, okay, well in, you know, in eight weeks, I've got a holiday planned and booked. So, okay, so for the next eight weeks, I'll split that up into four weeks with a deload week towards the end 
well, you know, obviously that's amazing, but you know what I mean. Like you, mm. you tailor it so yeah, okay, yeah. on my holiday, I'm going to have that as a duo where you can just chill out and do whatever, um, and then build into your next block with a bit of an introduction into it, which is low low volume, and then just increase it and yeah, yeah. and go from there. Makes um, sense. So I think the the kind of take home from this is kind of, you know, have structure to your weeks, have structure to your. Uh, mesocycle which is the like of the, the period that you're working through yeah. um, and know what you're doing when and just try and stick with it as best as possible and try and be as consistent as you can but yeah. don't worry if yeah. and just be sensible get yourself a deload week in, in there every now and again and listen to your body a little bit mm-hmm. don't Sounds do what I do do as I say not as I do otherwise you pull your back out and you can't stand up right I'm the same absolutely do as I say not as I do mm. That wraps up quite nicely, doesn't it? Lovely. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, We'll be back next week for another episode. Not too sure what we're going to do on yet, but I hope you look forward to it. Dilly dilly. (laughs) Dilly dilly. The pit of misery. (laughs) Not the pit of misery.